0: I'm Scott Hansen with NFL Red Zone, and you are listening to The Gridiron Gentlemen. Hello and welcome to this week's Gridiron Gentlemen podcast. We are here to discuss all the happenings coming forward in week 17. We are nearly there, James. We are nearly nearly at the playoffs, uh, and we will get a better picture by the end of this week as to who is actually going to be in the playoffs. Uh, a lot of big games yeah, to discuss right. this week. Yeah, there's a few big games to discuss this week. There's a, there's, there's some, some naff ones yes, as well. Right. Um, uh, and we should probably talk about the Thursday night game as well that happened last night, which was a game, um, at least. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is gloss over a few of these games because i really think there's a there's a ton here we don't really need to talk about too much uh joining me by the way is james James, yeah. how's it going
1: it's okay we both work in retail we've both had our spirits crushed and our souls destroyed
0: i am i am a husk james <laughs> i am I am, <laughs> I am i am i am truly a husk uh i i see myself in the camera and all i see is someone who really needs to shave their beard um and um and yeah so but you know, we're coming out the other side of it, so so it's it's okay, and we've got some fun playoff football yeah. to discuss very soon. Yeah. Um, Thursday night football. Then it was a win for the Dallas Cowboys, twenty-seven to thirteen against the Tennessee Titans backup team, pretty much. Uh, yeah. First port call. Josh Dobbs was expected to throw the ball thirty-nine times, which is hilarious when you think about it. Uh, against a Dallas, Cow- a high-powered, yeah. high-octane Dallas Cowboys team. Um. Mm. Something of a surprise, but then they didn't really have anyone that could run the ball because Derek Henry was out as well. So it, it was—it just always no, felt like it was going it was heading this way. So,
1: and I, I think the job that Josh Dobbs was able to do was was probably about what we could really have expected from him. I don't think yeah. it was. I think if there's no such thing as a conclusion in the NFL, but this this was near as damn it. While you couldn't predict the score, you could always predict the outcome somewhat yeah they were always going to be behind the eight ball
0: and they were only they were only four points ahead heading into the fourth quarter as well which Mm. is which is absolutely fair play to the titans for managing to to keep up for as long as they did but it it was just (laughs) you know cowboys needed to get it done and they got it done so cowboys are still very much in the well i think they've made the playoffs now i struggle to keep up with the whole playoff picture thing i'll be honest but I'm pretty certain they've they've made the playoffs because I mean I don't think anyone can catch them in the NFC. NFC. Just looking now, NFC playoff standings. Here we go. Um, Dallas Cowboys uh, clinch playoff berth. Yeah, there we go. They're just trying to figure out whether they can win the division or not, which I think mm. might be a game too far. But um, <clears throat> regardless, yeah, Cowboys are into the playoffs. Tennessee Titans are not um, because they barely have a team left this It feels like this happens like most years to the Titans doesn't it? Yes, and like last year they managed to stay relatively healthy, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I always think that I, th- I think that last year they managed Derek Henry being way better. Yes, as well. I think they did a much better job of it, but then I think the offensive line was better a year ago.
0: So um, they they had Dante Foreman last year, didn't they? As well,
1: Dante Foreman. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's not an ex. He's not like a top tier running back, Mm. but he is someone who's RB two can you can get a one hundred yard game out of him behind a decent line. Absolutely, Um, but they've had one injury too many. Yeah, um, and and it just the the last few weeks have actually kind of almost kind of shaken my perception of the titans actually and it's yeah. not even anything to do with the results it's more to do with the way they've handled the quarterback thing yeah i think they've not really given malik malik willis a fair crack of the whip i don't think i think some of the play calling they had mm. for him in in the last game was kind of he was given play calls on third and long that were like all about generating completions and getting room for the pump, but not about actually getting the third mm. down that kind of felt like they were setting them up to fail and then benching him after not setting him up to be successful. Kind of felt like a, a real indictment of how probably the coaching staff feel about him. Yeah. It's a very strange kind of vibe we got. I mean, cause you, you kind of, I get that they want to get to the playoffs. They want to, to, to you know, hang in there and have a chance. But at the same time, I, I mean, Josh Dobbs can kind of drive the car, but you know, he he was he, he was QB three in Pittsburgh for a reason. Yeah. Um. He's a very limited player. He's not. He's not got an amazing skill set, and he it was always ever only ever going to be a backup. Even even as a draft selection, he was. He was a very limited player. I just. But for me, the thing that leaves a bit of a weird taste in my mouth is the way they handled the Malik Willis situation over the last 10 days. It was just, just seemed very odd that he was set up to fail and be benched.
0: I, d- I do wonder whether I mean, the, the, the idea that maybe we don't know what they're seeing in training camp as well, in, in, in training. Sorry, Like we don't know yeah. whether they're watching him and just going we he can't do what we need him to do right now. And that, that yeah. was the general consensus on him. Like heading into the season as well, wasn't it that that he he yeah he is very much work in progress. Um, mm. But that being said, then come up with a better contingency for if Ryan Tannehill's go down, if Ryan Tannehill goes down injured, then having a, a quarterback that's not ready to play if that if that's the case. So mm. it's just it's, but it, to it's really like Josh weird. Josh Dobbs, I think he did a good mm. job. I, I, yeah, I Sorry. like. Don't get me wrong, he he. I mean, 20 of 39, 280 yards. Yeah. Like, I think that's better than anyone expected Josh Dobbs to do. Um, Absolutely. And I think that that plays into the positive side of Mike Vrabel's coaching. But I, I, I kind of agree. That it feels like they've set... <clears throat> it feels like they felt the season was over when Ryan Tannehill went down injured. Um, yeah. And repeatedly been down injured as well. So... So I, I do mm. I do wonder whether it was it was just a case of we 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 can't crush Malik Willis's confidence, but then I suppose going out there and getting him to do the most basic things you can possibly imagine is kind of doing that. Really, um, it it doesn't help next yeah. year though. Like they've got so next year there are seventeen million over the cap space over the cap, mm. according to overthecap.com. Um, dot com. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and how long are you willing to give Malik Willis to become a potential starter? Like mm-hmm. he surely has been drafted as the next guy up. I do. I do suppose there is an element of if you don't feel like you've got your quarterback, then just keep drafting until you get them. So I don't. Maybe it doesn't matter. But like, if your backup backup was Josh Dobbs. Then you probably weren't putting yourself in a position to do very well. And considering how well you've done so far this season, it might have been worth like looking around the league and seeing if you can like potentially sneak in a trade for um I don't know. Like Nick Foles was on the market for a while, wasn't he? Like even if you could bring like a Nick yep. Foles in, for example, some someone like that. Um yep. it, it just feels short sighted by the, the Titans to think that, okay, everything's gonna be fine because we've got Derek Henry and we've got Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Mm. Especially with no AJ Brown as well. But there we yeah, go. That's, and, yeah.
1: Mm, yeah. It's just a bit a bit narrow-sighted, I think, and it's bitten them on the bum.
0: It has. It has. And it, the, winning a Super Bowl involves a fair amount of luck, usually, as well, which in terms of yeah. is it, generally injury luck. Um, and... I don't know. It just always feels like the Titans are good enough to cause an absolute ruckus in the AFC and then or just mm. bad enough to lose a close game in, in <laughs> but every single season. No, I, yeah.
1: Wholeheartedly, absolutely completely and totally agree with, yeah. with, with the assessment.
0: Yeah. So at some point do you have to say, do you have to do a Niners and say, I mean, we're good enough to, to to get this far, but we actually should probably go ahead and do something about this now, because otherwise we're never actually yeah. going to do anything about it. And we're never actually going to make the most of these fantastic players we do have on the team, but I don't know. That's, hmm. that's for the off season. Uh, and they seriously need to consider, reconsider a number of things anyway. So the fact that in 2023, I think they're still paying Julio Jones is, is worrying. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. Interesting to see what, what, what happens with the Titans. Um, Ideally, they want to keep the core together and then work out what it is that's going to get them over the hump. Um, And with an aging Derrick Henry now as well, who has consistently got injured the last couple of seasons. You you do wonder whether you you can't just rely on him to win you games anymore. It's an
1: unsustainable 80s model.
0: It really is. Run
1: in the 21st
0: century. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see what they do. On the plus side, Traylon Burks is looking better so that's something yes and on the other side of the ball uh, cd lamb is looking like an absolute superstar now um,
1: yeah yeah he he's separating himself from the rest of the sporting cast actually
0: yeah he really is um and um no tony pollard no problem Ezekiel elliott will probably <laughs> still be a cowboy while tony pollard just absolutely hits the open market next season so someone's getting a bargain of a running back there
1: Oh, yes. No, absolutely they are. And and he, he's one of the more scheme versatile running backs as well. Because yeah. the Cowboys like to mix it up a bit in the running game, And and he is going to be a sort of a commodity. You know, if the yeah. if, if running backs all the team needs to finish for the last piece of the puzzle, he is he is the perfect player for you to kind of get in.
0: Dolphins, um, you know, if you're still looking for a running back at that point, then I think you could do a lot worse than Tony Pollard bang on yeah absolutely uh but that being said it looks like the cowboys gonna make the playoffs they are hot right now mm-hmm. as well they're looking good um i think they're gonna cause uh, cause some problems in the in the playoffs in the NFC side i think so yeah mm. uh let's talk about the remaining games or do we want to quickly have a break to talk about Derek carr being benched very quickly yeah. let's do this it just feels like the most josh mcdaniel's move ever doesn't it
1: yeah um I'm going to um, elevate my guy in, mm. in inverted commas because yeah. he knows my offense and um, he's, run, he's been a backup in my offense for years. I'm going to elevate him at the expense of the quarterback who actually mm. has been the one constant through all of the turmoil of the last yeah. six or seven years. He's you had know, to put up I, with an
0: awful lot as well.
1: I would feel very hard done by if I were Derek Carr, and and yeah. and I and I and and we want uh, our quarterbacks to be this sort of noble, stiff upper lip guys who kind of, you know, sift through the adversity and put team first. But but for this to happen, now, after everything, yeah, I I don't I think this would push most people. You know, I I think he can feel quite hard done by here.
0: Here's the thing, right when Josh McDaniels watch watches 15 teams all fighting for Derek Carr next season mm. and he's there left. I mean, I'm guessing hoping that Tom Brady comes to join the, the Raiders. That's all I've got as in terms of upgrades. Like I don't, I don't really see how else they're going to upgrade on Derek Carr. Um, maybe through mm. the draft, but like it's, it, it when he sees fifteen teams throwing money at Derek Carr next season, and they will, because he's he's good mm. enough, then yeah. then you've got to be wondering, did 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 I make a mistake? Like especially when you're sitting there with Devontae Adams, who will almost certainly put in a trade request next season now as well. Mm. Like if Derek Carr was good enough to keep Devontae Adams in the building, then he's good enough probably to be your starter. Um, because if, mm. if you can have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, that is probably going to be better than whoever you've got next season at quarterback and whoever you've got next season at wide receiver as well. It, it's a very
1: short-sighted. And I think I think really the, 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 the biggest lesson that we can learn from the Raiders offense this year is that Josh McDaniel's offense is not easy to install yeah it's not easy to teach and it's not easy for receivers to really kind of nail um you know it, it's something that and, it, and also the other thing we've learned about the Josh McDaniels offense is that um it does require the quarterback also to do a heck of a lot of teaching it requires the quarterback to kind of being reinforced what is told because the wide receivers on some plays uh, the things they have to do are based entirely on what they see and and it a lot of the time it relies on the quarterback and the receiver seeing and identifying the same thing in coverage. Yeah. Because if you don't, what will happen is as a quarterback, if you see one thing and the receiver sees another, you'll turn around at a certain point expecting to see that wide receiver breaking, and you'll be ready to turn the ball loose. And he's somewhere else, completely different. And that yeah. and you know and that works with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is the kind of player that you could imagine would be like, no, we do it this way. You do this here, this here, and he, he would micromanage it and yeah. support that. And I know all quarterbacks would do that to a point, but not to that same extent. I get the sense that Tom Brady is kind of more often than not helped to teach that offense because whenever that offense has been executed outside of the Patriots, it's never been as good. Mm. It's never been as good. And again, it's the same. It's the Adam Gase thing as well. I, I get the sense that the Adam Gase, Adam Gase approach only really works if you have an experienced quarterback that's willing to teach the detail because mm. – the Adam Gase offense is sort of like derived from the Mark Marts offense, which is very, which is quite a dense and difficult one to teach as well. So uh, while Josh McDaniels is a genius, it only looks like genius if you have a genius quarterback running it and I really just,
0: good and really well taught wide receivers. I just wonder when you take a step back and you see what Mike McDaniels does with his quarterbacks and just basically, which is, and it's a bad example at the moment because obviously the Dolphins have dropped off a cliff. But what he does is put them in positions to win where he can yeah and and admittedly he's one year into that team much like Josh McDaniels is but what he did at least in the first half of the season for the Miami Dolphins was say right how can I make this as easy as possible for my quarterback yeah why aren't why isn't every team at least trying to do that you don't have to succeed like and as I say the Dolphins it's kind of backfired on them in recent weeks because teams have figured them out a little bit and teams have it's he's mm-hmm. two wide receivers that were getting three yards separation from from uh the nearest cornerback now aren't getting that mm-hmm. but at least yeah. mike McDaniels was saying right i need to make this as easy as possible being a quarterback's a really difficult job so what i need to do is make it as easy as possible for the quarterback that has confidence issues that every no one's had any uh, faith in for the last couple of years and i need to i need to put him in positions to win and for me, mm. the Josh McDaniels approach, as you said, is right. This is what you should learn. This is what you need to do. do and I need you to be this exact person. And I mm. can't remember that working any time in the NFL of, over the last 15 years.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he perceives himself to be successful because of his scheme. And, you know, he's the perfect example of the over-promoted coordinator. Mm. Um And I I don't understand why he's got yet another shot at this. I mean, what has he proven other than Mm. the fact that, you know, he can get Tom Brady to gain a chunk of yards and make Mac Jones serviceable? Mm. I mean, you know, okay, he's, you know, if he installs it right and, you know, you've got the right quarterback, that offense is really good. Mm. But it hasn't been really good for years. And, you know, it's based on reputation alone. And that reputation is kind of not as deserved as we as some people probably feel, I think, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of sort of like the emperor's clothes. Nowadays, it 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 it, it stands out because it is overly complicated, because it is overly dense, mm. and it's so unwieldy. And like you say, what Mike McDaniels has done is is his offenses, you know, in their most pure and realized form, like with the 49ers, they're dense things. Yeah, There's loads of plays out of loads of different formations, but they're really easy to teach. Yeah, and they're really easy for players to get behind. It's it's you know they present relatively simple things but they present them in a complex way, so at the heart of it, simple presentation, weird, yeah, and it works for yeah. that reason. They they give the like I say they give the quarterback a ton of easy choices.
0: I get the feeling Mike mcdaniels doesn't walk into an, a room and say and and while we're out at Carl Shanahan, I get the feeling Mike daniels and Carl Shanahan don't walk it walk into the quarterback room and go here's what you're doing. I think they walk into the quarterback room and go. Right, how are we gonna do this? Like I, I think hmm. the first thing they'll do is is probably figure out what the skill set is of the quarterback they've got. Now, like the fact that Josh McDaniels is there saying, Well, Derek Carr's not good enough to to, to, to take me to, to the playoffs whilst Carl Shanahan's there with Brock Purdy saying, Right, we're gonna make this work. We can make this work, no worries. We've got the surrounding talent um, and we can make this work. Yeah, like no, that's speaks on. absolute volumes to me that that this this is just it. It feels like history repeating, but yeah, but I mean we'll see. Like it, it could already be a done deal that Tom Brady's is on his way to Vegas. Who knows? Or maybe mm. Jarrett Stittham is finally going to be the quarterback. But but then mm. but then that's clearly not the case because. Like He wasn't for the Patriots either. He had a chance to win that Patriots job, and he lost it to Cam Newton. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the things to remember are Derek Carr's got a no-trade
0: clause. They're going to have to release him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He'll he'll earn a ton of money. He will earn a ton of money. But
1: I'm willing to bet, if you were to poll 10 Raiders fans right now Hmm. and ask them, You know, how they feel about Derek Carr. Yeah. I would say that most of them would be positive about him. Yeah. You know, he's been a loyal, dedicated servant to that team. Even when Gruden was having that, I really hate you phase with him. Yeah. And all the turmoil that went with the Gruden firing and and all the different coordinators he's had to work with and all of that. And he's just, and he has incrementally, you know, he had that MVP season had a couple of really, really patchy down years. But then he's kind of leveled out again to be like a top 16, 17 quarterback. And you yeah. know what? He would improve nine or 10, 10 teams in the NFL if he were to join their rosters. Yeah. Are you telling me the Lions aren't a little bit better if they have Derek Carr?
0: They absolutely are. Like the, What they're doing with Jared Goff is pretty yeah. astounding. It's great. But it it, it just feels like... If this doesn't so last time, what was it? Josh McDaniels released Jay Cutler, right? And mm. you know it worked out okay in the end. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, but he 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 traded Jay Cutler because he wanted Matt Castle in. He he was determined yeah. Matt Castle was going to be the guy to lead the Broncos, and then that fell through mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just just if Derek Carr's not good enough. This is probably not the way to go about it. Cause you're just going to annoy him. You're going to annoy everyone around you. You've already annoyed Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams seems to be someone that when he gets an idea in his head, he kind of carries it through. Otherwise, he'd still be wearing green and yellow right now. Yeah. Um it it just it just strikes me as being really short sighted. And I mean I mean, it might work out that things tend to the Raiders always tend to be slightly competitive, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because that's an
1: expectation. And I think that Mark Davis, even though he does look like his own spitting image puppet, is kind of, does kind of to a degree walk in his father's footsteps in terms of really wanting to be competitive. Yeah. And that does shine through. But I absolutely cannot, cannot convey how terrible a choice this has been
0: for them, you know, to bench him. It's just so hard to find quarterbacks. It's so hard to find quarterbacks. But there we go.
1: My only my only theory is this. Yeah. In McDaniel's head. Yeah. He envisages a scenario where he can either have Tom Brady. Yeah. Or he can have another form of backup of his that he knows can run that system.
0: You think One, Garoppolo? Mr. James Garoppolo. Yeah. Which is possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's a good chance that Garoppolo's not going to be in San Francisco next season, isn't it? So hmm. Hmm. But, I could see that.
1: But, you know, he's, he's, that's a lot of hope, you know. there are a lot of teams who really want quarterbacks who you know are going to be more attractive i mean if i'm jimmy garoppolo i don't want to go to vegas i want to go to the jets
0: yeah but then my life's gonna be easy the jets (laughs) are probably gonna go you know what i'd rather have Derek carr so well yeah yeah why wouldn't you yeah uh, NFL Network have eleven logical fits for Derek Carr, and I think that should say all. Oh, really, the fact that there are eleven exactly. potential landing spots for Derek Carr, um, I just think it's it's kind of bonkers to me. But yeah, so number one, New York Jets; number two, New Orleans Saints; like it, it, Indianapolis Colts. Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably looking to move on from Tom Brady. New York Giants, if Dan- Danny Jones isn't the guy. Carolina Panthers as well potentially because I mean, who have they got really now? Uh, Tennessee Titans, if they want to move on from Ryan Tannehill, save themselves eighteen million. They could probably free up enough space to uh, to um, to to do that. The Patriots is a fun one, I think. Imagine that, and then like teams like the Commanders and Falcons. I mean. Arthur Smith has come out already saying how much he respects Derek Carr. Who knows? Yeah. That's so, code yeah of
1: come yeah. to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I do What's the dome. worst that can happen?
1: Yeah. Uh yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Um just quick do you I, want to I talk just... about Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, go. I was gonna say do you want to talk about Nathaniel Hackett?
1: Um. <laughs> this is a lesson yeah. this is a big big lesson again about over promoting people just because somebody is a good play caller yeah. or somebody is a really good OC or a really good position coach you don't promote them to be a head coach if they haven't previously displayed qualities that demonstrate yeah. they can be a good head coach Yeah, You know, you you see these great coordinators get promoted and they just aren't ready. And Nathaniel Hackett is the most glaring example, especially through those first four weeks where you you kind of realise, oh my goodness, he's not even been a coordinator before. And, you know, basic game management and play calling are things that he's never really done before. And he's struggling to do both for the first time in his first NFL game as a head coach. I mean, I I think it's the due diligence thing as well. You as a team should do your due diligence and make sure the person you're recruiting isn't mm, being set up to fail. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like there was so much pressure on him to succeed, so much pressure on everyone in that team to succeed as well. You know, and that—I mean—that kind of plays badly, doesn't it? Really, like, what, what, what can you do? Like, you, you, you are setting everyone up to fail, um, as you yeah. said. Now, Nathaniel Hackett comes in; he's got to put together a team, someone who can actually call plays. Even though he decided he was going to call plays, and it just gets yeah. to a point where, if he's not calling plays, and he's not being this amazing locker room presence with his amazing dancing then then what what actually is he doing and at some point you have to say like he, all we're doing is paying him to be here and i don't actually understand entirely what it is that he was actually doing and i think that was the case from about 6 games into the season i think i think it was a no win situation from about then but what can you yeah. do? you've got to keep trying and you know there was the odd win every now and then Russell Wilson seems to have regressed and and like it it y- you do wonder whether what can you do? you've got Russell Wilson there you could probably find a way to move on from him but but like i I'd imagine there's always going to be this nagging doubt that maybe the old Russell Wilson's still in there somewhere and what we need is someone that can actually put him in a position to win. I don't know. So, I mean, the, I the obvious thing is Dan Quinn, but yeah. Mm.
1: No, I think Dan Quinn is exactly the kind of person you want to do this kind of job. Yeah. Um, I think the person that takes the job is going to have to make a decision very quickly about whether they want to try this Russell Wilson reclamation project. Yeah. Or whether they actually want to enter the off-season with a legit Q- QB competition. Yeah. Go get someone like, for example, and it would be the most poetic thing in the world if they were to go get someone like a Baker Mayfield. It would be literally got the previous coach fired, um, get him to camp, yeah, and see, you know, ruffle Russ's feathers a bit and see what that brings out of Russ because he clearly is used to being um, conceded to, acquiesced to, and pandered to. What about I think, what what about feathers?
0: What about like a Mike White as well? Like literally someone that has a reputation for being the guy in the locker room that everyone loves as mm. well. Like, and just see what you can do with that. And if you can't, yeah. then, then you're kind of wasting a couple of seasons. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that maybe you can at least... Uh,
1: but I mean, yeah. my concern with Russ is that it's not even that he's not got the offense. No. It's that he just doesn't look... He doesn't look as sharp or as explosive or as athletic or nimble or anything. And maybe just maybe he is starting to experience a physical decline.
0: Yeah, and maybe Maybe that's that's a bigger deal for him than it it would be it would be for certain other quarterbacks. But yeah.
1: Oh yeah, because so much of his game is based around his ability to, you Mm -hmm. know, be creative.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um The whole let Russ cook thing now seems to genuinely be like the only thing he has. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you, you can't let Russ cook, That's right. but but don't sign him up to to Blue Apron because because he just kind of wants to do his own self. thing. Like he won't work with those ingredients. He'll he'll find some way of crocking that up. So, but it's 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 go, it's, go it's to the Fisher
1: Price kitchen and stay there, Russ. <laughs> yeah, the Fisher yeah, Price exactly, kitchen. Yeah.
0: Let the grown ups do the cooking. It's 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 just a sad situation when you see it about how much talent is surrounding that team as well right now. And like, yeah, you just want someone to kind of come in and just take control. Like you almost want the, the Gino Smith effect um, on that team, which I think would be considerably more potent than it has been for some, for Seattle who are beginning to run out of steam a bit uh, last couple of weeks. But like, if you could get someone, someone good enough to come in, like you could almost, put a case forward for like an Andy Dalton or someone like that. Like it's, it, it, he's probably good enough to get the most out of this team. So Jamal Williams comes back as well. And you can, you can kind of start to piece together something um, like yeah. some, someone that okay. there's someone that could, yeah, as you say, cause Russell Wilson to, to understand the severity of this situation, which is that, holy crap, I've been benched for Andy Dalton. Like yeah,
1: they, they can't necessarily trade him, but they can yeah. absolutely bench him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> definitely so yeah into a couple of interesting situations in the nfl let's let's get on to i i genuinely think there's a couple of games here we are literally just going to get the scores for um, yeah that's cause, fine. because i don't think we need to talk about them too much uh the aim is to get this done in about 55 minutes so i think we can do this yeah, yeah. um i mean let's start with one we absolutely only need the score for They're cardinals at falcons Cardinals come into this one having won only four games this season. Admittedly, they've had injury problems. JJ Watt announces retirement as well. We haven't even discussed that. Um, maybe we'll have a little chat about that in a second. Up uh, against a 5 and 10 Falcons team that I think looked better than a 5 and 10 team, but at the same time, it's become evident down the stretch just how little talent they actually have on this roster. Uh, Derek Ridders looked okay with flashes, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Flashes, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting situation the Falcons find themselves in because Derek Ritter probably won't be good enough to be the starting quarterback next year. But maybe maybe he's just someone you want to keep on the roster. Cardinals are, are spiralling, and I'd imagine it will be all changed at the end of this season. Falcons are on the up. And maybe looking at a Derek Carr-shaped quarterback. Um, th- this game, for me, I mean, comes down to the Falcons having, I think, more talent on their offense, at least. I mean, I, I don't think that's... Questionable really mm. at the moment. Uh, and when you look at exactly who they've got um on offense, then then you've you've got to realize that that, that the Cardinals really don't have much. Uh, David Blau is gonna start this week, apparently, at quarterback. Let that mm. sink in. Um it's sunk so, in. Yeah. yeah. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is questionable, but does that matter when mm. David Blau's throwing in the ball anyway?
1: I mean that totally blows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't know how to respond to that james I'm not gonna lie um,
1: so just don't just don't <laughs> take the high
0: road just do um for me i think the falcons take this one falcons are a more exciting team uh i can see the cardinals just absolute black monday might not be good for uh anyone in the office for the cardinals let me put it that way
1: yeah so, i uh, think it's going to be a massacre an absolute yeah. massacre I think so as well.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go for a Falcons win. Uh let's go Falcons winning uh let's go quite high. Twenty eight to ten to the Falcons. You I with? will
1: give Vance Joseph a bit of credit. Oh. But at the same time, Arthur Smith has a plan. Yeah. And he's a clever boy. Yeah. Um so Atlanta Falcons twenty, Arizona Cardinals six.
0: Nice. Uh, just quickly, then, J.J. J. Watt retiring. Um, I think it gets lost just how good J.J. J. Watt was about six years ago. Mm. Uh, before Aaron Donald, we had J.J. J. Watt, and he was phenomenal. Um, yeah. He, he, he is, Im- like people say, I read an lot. is J.J. J. Watt a Hall of Famer? He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He <sighs> is a monster. The things he was doing from the interior were breathtaking and then he moved outside and he was equally as good he has been consistently good throughout his entire career as well um yeah he's a he's first ballot hall of famer in my eyes he's one of the best defensive players of the last 20 years so
1: it yeah. is also again as we re- make reference to it's the Gail sayers terrell davis argument it's mm. it's it's were you at any point a transcendent player at your position you yeah. know for a period of time where you clearly one of the absolute best to have ever done it. Yeah. And I think what he was able to do as a three, four defensive end. And then what he was able to do playing on the edge, he more than qualifies for it. And there is a four year stretch of play from him. Yeah. That, um, that really matches up and, and holds up against almost anyone in the history of the NFL in terms of, sack production, pressures, yeah. solo tackles, forced fumbles, tackles for loss. Over a short period of time, he was arguably the most dominant defensive lineman in the NFL. And yeah. for a while, he was completely by himself.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he he's a Hall
1: of Famer. Absolutely.
0: There were times when he was the only good player on that, that um, Texans defense. And they were good because he was on it. Yeah, but yeah,
1: and it's also underestimated that he he is actually on the quiet, a secret hall, secretly a hall of fame person.
0: Yeah, well. yes, let's
1: not forget that. Okay, he might be really, really cheesy. Yeah, but like some of my favorite moments from players off the pit, off the field have yeah. come from JJ Watt. So the stuff he did in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, absolutely. There's the infamous press conference where he calls out the effort of his players yeah which for most people would be something that would be really negative and derogatory but when jj what does it you just think actually you're right yeah. you've articulated this brilliantly and you know he managed to get the team behind him with a statement like that which says a lot about him as a person and i think he is a hall of fame player hands down
0: yeah agreed 100 percent. yeah no question He's got everything going for him in terms of as a Hall of Fame player. Like there, there is no aspect of him that 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 I think you question. And and yeah, he's he's just an excellent human being. Is part of that as well. Uh, yeah. Next game does have playoff implications. The the Chicago Bears can stop the Green Bay Packers from entering the playoffs by losing. <laughs> um, <Perfect. laughs> so it's perfect. This this is one of those those weird weeks where. The Chicago Bears, a a, a rogue win for the Texans um, and the Chicago Bears losing could see them take the number one seed and potentially knocking the Green Bay Packers out of a chance to get into the playoffs. Um, And yet here I am still wanting them to win their threadbare team. The team that has got nothing on it apart from Justin Fields. It's it's unreal. It's like watching an orchestra with one talented violin player and everyone else around him just ruining what he's trying to do. (laughs) Um, Like the open drops, Cole Komet, uh, he's had a good season so far, but like a couple of drops, his drops have been just bonkers. And there is just nothing around Justin Fields at the moment. And on defense, it's just as bad. Uh, There's virtually no pass rush. The secondaries, the shining... Bright spot. They're up against a Lions team that I think will be out for blood after what Carolina Panthers did to them last week. Uh, I doubt mm. they'll drop the ball again, not like Cole Komet. No, they
1: won't. Um,
0: and I think they're going to shellack the Chicago Bears, if I'm honest with you. um <laughs> Which, I mean, if I could travel back in time, two, three years even, and just say, hey, there's going to be a week, week 17, 2022, the Detroit Lions are probably going to absolutely annihilate the Chicago Bears. I'd probably be like, nah, I can't see it. That, that that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like the Detroit Lions. But I can see it happening. So, I mean, part of me is like, cool, let's let's have that number one pick if we can. But uh, equally, I, I, I never, ever want to root against Chicago Bears. I am going to go for a Lions win, though. Where are you going with this one, James? I
1: think the Lions have been one of the best offences in the NFL for the last decade weeks yes really really genuinely do yeah i I think they've been absolutely brilliant i think ben johnson has absolutely hit it out of the park
0: yeah i agree
1: um so i i do feel like they're going to have an immediate advantage over the bears defense um go on justin go do something yeah he's probably not a game plan that's necessarily going to generate enough points to keep up
0: i keep hearing well let's just see him uh like sit back and throw the ball to who? Genuinely, to, to who? Throwing the ball to <laughs> like there's Byron Pringle. Sure, okay. Like there's no Darnell Mooney. It looks like Chase Claypool's out of this one. So we're looking at Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, Kolkmatt. Like it's it, he, he doesn't mm. have surrounding talent, so we can't. I think it's a shame because I do think Chase Claypool, who's been consistently injured, was the guy that was brought in to go. Hey, let's see if Justin can throw the ball now as well. Uh, and I don't. Yeah. think we're quite there yet but it's looking positive but at the same time like that there's no one around him um, and this Lions defense is violent um, and, and I think if I'm just in fields I will be looking to get out of dodge as quickly as possible <laughs> wrap him in cotton no, wool absolutely save him for next season okay he, he is a stud there, there's no question about it uh, but we need to now go on and do something next year uh, the lions can uh, win this one i, I 48 said 14 with Justin Fields rushing for 148 yards um something along those lines anyway but yeah lions win
1: Yeah, it feels that way it very very much feels like that way um i'm just very quickly having a look hmm. at whether the lions can clinch when if the lions can do can even just guarantee
0: themselves a playoff spot so, this like, week. that's a good point uh i have uh wins tie break over green bay based on head-to-head win percentage that's all i've got here so like if they win this game because green bay have um if seattle win then the lions can't Mm. clinch by the looks of things because the the seattle have tie break over detroit based on head to win a percentage uh d- division tie break was initially used to eliminate Green Bay. Detroit wins tie break over Green Bay based on head to head win percentage. So if Detroit win, the Packers are out. As far as I can yeah. tell. And if Seattle win... Green both- Bay have
1: to lose. Green Bay have to lose and Detroit have to win. Yeah. Actually is what I've got here, I think.
0: And I think Seattle have to lose as well. Okay. Mm. And while we're at I think the commanders have to lose as well, so yeah. Lions have made their job very difficult this week by losing to the Panthers last week. So, but, yeah. Mm. Uh, Jaguars, Texans. I mean, the Jaguars are kind of in the running. They're, they're not just in the running, they're number four at the moment because they are head at the top of the um, AFC South, aren't they? So, um, Jaguars have looked better as the season's gone on. Mm. Uh, the Doug Peterson effect seems to have taken effect slowly, but it seems to be working. Yeah. Um Defense looks good. Offense looks good. Players around Trevor Lawrence are playing well. But most importantly, Trevor Lawrence is playing well. Doesn't really matter this week, though, because it does look, I'm just looking this up now, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is questionable to play against Houston. Now, three weeks ago, if you'd have said Trevor Lawrence is playing against Houston, I'd be like, that's fine. I'm sure they'll still win. Houston Texans, this is – are turbocharged all of a sudden. I have no idea where it's come from, but all of a sudden this Houston Texans team want to win games. Um, I think they provide a challenge to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which you reckon, James? Mm.
1: I think they'll want to. I think also Davis Mills coming back from his, um, in quotes, sabbatical yes. um, <laughs> benching for the Jeff Driscoll experience, who sounded like a um, power trio in the sixties. Yes. Um, Yes, the Jeff Driscoll <laughs> experience have been removed from the bill. Should we say uh, the Davis Mills experience is now headlining? Yeah. Um, I think having Davis Mills back, it's given them a bit of a jolt. I think. Yeah. I think also though, and, uh, <laughs> and this is a double-edged sword that, that they 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 literally now have nothing to lose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's nothing more dangerous at the end of a season than a team who have nothing to lose versus a division rival who has everything to lose.
0: Yes. This is There's
1: nothing more dangerous.
0: <laughs> this is the reverse of what happened with the Jags and Colts last year.
1: Exactly. And this yeah. is exactly what I'm referencing. Yeah. So they need to be really, really careful here. Um, this does have all of the ingredients you need for a Jesus H. Corbett. Did that really happen, game?
0: Yeah. Blink and you'll see the Texans are 17 nothing up kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and trev's just sat on the bench going "Hmm, okay maybe i should have played <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean i think he's going to play it does it does look like he's going to play for me questionable when, when it comes to quarterbacks basically says we, we're trying to fake them out a little bit but um
1: if you if you have a scenario where hmm. you might make it to the playoffs yeah. and your quarterback your your top tier top your, your, your qb1
0: yeah
1: who Actively makes your offense better and is playing really well. Mm. If he's questionable, don't sit him, no. play him, because then you might just have a chance to at least make the playoffs. If you make the playoffs and your quarterback is an injury that means he's out for the wild card weekend, you still made the darn playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> you know that—that <laughs> that would be my thinking. Obviously, I don't want him to break his leg, you know, but if think it's, you know. It's like I would much rather play my best players and get there.
0: Yeah. Uh, they can clinch division and conference number four seed by beating Tennessee at home in the regular season finale. Could rest some starters against the Texans to beat the Titans. Um, so I think that's where this uh, questionables come in. There's never a meaning in this game. Pope Peterson says never, ever, ever. You play to win every game. I, I suppose the idea is that well, the Titans lost, so surely if they go ahead and win, oh no, then I suppose it doesn't actually matter, does it? Because the Titans, if the Titans win, they get the head-to-head, right? Mm. I think that's how it works. Yeah. The playoffs are confusing to me. Yeah, um, I, I there's part of me that wants to go for the Texans here. That the, the, this is one of those ones where the Jags rest on their laurels ever so slightly and the texans just turn up and just give well is that it's saying houston to be fair <clears throat> i'm very tempted
1: i still think that the jags offensively are playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers i think i think mm. what, what Doug peterson's managed to do with with some players like from nowhere he after all of these years he is the first coach that has absolutely nailed what you should do with evan ingram absolutely nailed it yeah De facto fullback, sniffer, H-back, occasional out wide tight end, sprinkle him in with the running game. Absolutely devastating. Use him, use him, use him. Bang on. Love it. Adore it.
0: Go for a Jags win?
1: Um, By default, yes, I'm afraid I am. Um, Just because I think if Trevor plays.
0: He'll mince them up
1: and he is a competitive guy he's going to want to win win out he is a very competitive person
0: how good has um, trevor lawrence looked though so the well. last last like handful of weeks oh
1: it's it's the last 3 weeks 4 weeks even mm. has been exactly what what the what we expected yeah by the end of this year if not a teeny weeny bit more you, you absolutely see it with yeah. him now you, you see it not just flashes but you see he will obviously be a top at half of the league quarterback.
0: Just seems to have total control over the offense now. Like it just feels like yeah. you feel confident watching him play. Now you didn't feel confident yeah. watching him play the last, even the first half of this season, Like you feel confident that he knows what he's supposed to do at least. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Jags win as well. I was very tempted by the Texans, and I I will be rooting for them. Go Houston, because uh, then I think if they win and the Bears lose, then I think that the the Bears slide into the number one spot for the draft.
1: It's just a shame, because the Texans are having unbelievable luck with their wide receivers. It seems every week Brandon Cooks goes, Brandon Cooks this week in the last 10 days has gone from out to questionable to healthy to out to questionable yeah so many times that i don't even think brandon cooks can remember
0: no and and when he's on the field he's dynamite as well exactly yeah
1: so yeah but the texans could i don't discount the texans shocking everyone and ruining the party
0: absolutely agree um, I think this next game is going to go one way, and that is in the favour of the Chiefs. They're playing the Broncos. Broncos come into this one, maybe with the bump of the interim head coach. Can't see it, mm-hmm. though, personally. They're up no. against Kansas City Chiefs teams as absolutely rolling. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, as far as I'm concerned. Everyone yep. else is now fighting for the scraps after that. He he's unreal this Chiefs offense is incredible and the defense is putting together some pretty special players as well the one stumbling block, block potentially is if the Broncos defense rallies after last game and causes Patrick Mahomes some problems but I do think I just don't think the Broncos have anything on offense that can trouble the Chiefs defense and as a result this comes down to Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes I'm gonna go for a Chiefs win on this one what do you reckon
1: and I think the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, is the perfect weapon. And
0: absolutely. Completely agree.
1: And they are absolutely sailing into the playoffs, getting hot at exactly the right time. It's it's all looking perfect for them. I think what we saw last week was actually, I, I don't know if that Denver team can rally. Yeah. well, I saw some of the stuff on the sidelines. I, I don't know that they're in the frame of mind to do that.
0: I mean, this is weirdly one of those situations where, they might have actually benefited, benefited from like a Jeff Saturday-like character coming in from the outside and actually taking over. Um, because really? Okay. Well, no, well, someone from the outside coming in, I think, might have been... Definitely, beneficial. I think that. But... Yeah, not not not, not yeah. an ex-offensive lineman, but no. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: I, I get what you mean.
0: Though. Yeah.
1: A unifying presence with a bit of gravitas and sort of team, team history. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I'm sure that Shannon Sharp was busy. And um, not him, never Can you him. you imagine Skip no, Bayless
0: turns up instead?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um yes. okay. Ugh Ugh Let's no. let's
0: let's move on quickly. Uh the Miami let's Dolphins are um, eight, yeah. eight and seven, visiting the Patriots who are seven and eight. Uh Miami Dolphins are looking for a get good game. The New England Patriots, well their defence is looking really, really good. Um Marcus Jones yeah. is injured, I believe. I might be wrong on that. I'm just going to look that one up now. Marcus Jones, concussion, out. Jonathan Jones, questionable. Jalen Mills, questionable. Sure does leave an awful lot of holes for the exceptional wide receivers that the Miami Dolphins have. That's the only thing I would say.
1: That being said, status right now
0: he's out, concussion, two is out. So, yeah, we're looking so at Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Okay. It's not the end of the world?
0: Nope. I mean, it just comes down to Teddy Bridgewater plus Jalen Waddle plus Tyreek Hill. Is that good enough to beat a slightly beaten up Patriots secondary? That being said, Jonathan Jones probably will play, Jalen Mills probably will play, but Marcus Jones is definitely out. And Marcus Jones has been playing exceptional, so I just, I, I kind of think the Patriots can take this one. Um,
1: it really depends on how they cope with pressure, and and mm. for all of Mike McDaniel's magic, they are not a good pass protecting O line. No, so in obvious passing situations that that will be problematic. I think
0: this is, this is um, a favourite on the injury report. Teron Armstead Armstead is questionable with toe slash pec slash knee slash hip.
1: So everything that yeah. matters.
0: But he probably will play by looks things.
1: Okay, that—that's um, I don't know. Tyron Armstead at seventy yeah, percent. Although better, you take that time. over the backup, wouldn't you? Though yeah. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater's not quite as susceptible to pressure, and he's not quite as um, skittish. Hmm. As Tua can be at times, he doesn't. Also, doesn't get in his own head quite as much as Tua does. No, I think he'd make a bet. He probably will make a fairly decent fist of it. Um, if the Dolphins choose to lean on the run game a bit more, that's potentially something that if they can be successful with, they can win. Actually, yeah. Um, the Patriots' offense, though is going up against a Miami defense that isn't all that terrifying. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's a rudderless and unfocused beast. That, um, yes. It doesn't really seem to have any identity. Really? Yeah. It, 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 you, you can't tell what it is that it's trying to be.
0: <laughs> uh, Devontae Parker is out as well, by the way
1: yeah so i'm going to disagree with you
0: Mm. i've I've taught myself out of it already by the way
1: (laughs) this might be the game actually yeah where what they might have been able to do to tour doesn't necessarily work with teddy
0: true
1: teddy's the black knight yeah in monty python it's like yeah okay um
0: and it, might, it might look ball. different yeah. as well. The one thing we've already discussed about Mike McDaniels is that he, he works very well with his quarterbacks in putting them in situations to win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to want to lean on the running game as well. And yeah. he'll have learned his lesson, should we yeah. say. He'll have, he'll have reviewed what they did before and be thinking about what they were trying to do this time. So I'm going for a Miami win. I'm going for a very close game, but I think the Dolphins might just win this.
0: Yep, I, I've I've swung round, and I am also going to go for a Miami win. Uh, Miami, who can I think make the playoffs in the back of this? Uh, I think they've got the driving seat anyway. Um, if the Patriots win, I think that pushes them into the playoffs because then they'll have the tiebreaker over Miami. I don't know. I am very very confused, but it looks like Miami can can clinch this week. I think so. Um, next up, Colts Giants. Colts come into this one, like the victory laps they were doing after Jeff Saturday won his first game was quite something. Uh, And it's just all (laughs) fallen apart since then. It feels a bit like Groundhog Day, where Jeff Saturday is making the exact same moves that Frank Reich was making, Um, albeit with slightly different quarterback available to him. This Colts team can't seem to find. For me, it's like, you know, when you're lying in bed and you just can't get comfortable. So you like change your sheets and you're still lying in your bed and you just can't get comfortable and you try all the same things you tried before and it still doesn't work because it's the same bed and it's the same lump in your bed. That's what this Colts team is for me. Jeff Saturday's come in. He's been Mr. Rah-Rah. He's G'd up his team. He's come in and gone, whoa, okay, no, maybe Maybe we'll take Matt Ryan out after all. Okay, cool. That's not worked either. This team huh. is a mess. Um, and they are mm-hmm. going up against a Giants team that is at least well coached, um, and I think that could be problematic. I mean, personally, I think the Giants are going to win this one. Would you reckon, though, James?
1: I'm with you. Um, yeah, the, the Colts are spiraling. It's incredible to think how our preseason perception of the Colts yeah. was ten and seven, yeah, eleven and six, and now we can't see them winning a game for the next thirty years. Yeah. You know, in our heads, it's just not something we can really sort of think, conceive of anymore. So, um, yeah, whereas the Giants, it's the opposite problem. We thought they're going to stink. They're going to be a dumpster fire. Mm. And, oh, they're competitive. They've gone off the boil, like a lot of the teams that were com- surprisingly competitive early have done. Yeah. But they're still okay. They're still an all right team. And if they made the playoffs, you wouldn't hate it. And they are still, they are mathematically. Unable to win the division, but yeah. mathematically, like every team in their division, still mathematically capable of making the playoffs. What?
0: Who are the the the, yeah, um, yeah. the Colts?
1: So, so in the NFC East,
0: obviously. Yeah. Oh, you the the, oh, you mean the Giants? So the Giants
1: can, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the Command still can.
0: Yes, the, both they, the Giants they can,
1: can still it. both make it in.
0: Yeah, so the, so the, the, yeah. the Giants clinch if they win um i believe
1: if they win yeah they are nine six and one
0: yeah so that that means they clinch i think the giants can
1: if the commanders lose yeah they are never going to catch the giants and they would have to make it in as the third representative from the nfc east
0: the the commanders can clinch if they win even sorry fourth if they win plus seattle detroit and gb lose green bay lose so it is very possible that the entire nfc east can still (laughs) the playoffs a scenario no
1: one could have conceived of in August. <laughs> no
0: in fact currently that's that is the scenario that they, they they are the the commanders and the giants are in the driving seat here so yeah mm. just utterly bonkers isn't it really but at the same time really yeah. good fun um I, just, I i don't think the the Colts can hold a candle to what the giants are going to do i think the giants clinch this week no, they can't by, by absolutely Usually. winning this one so i'm going to go for a giants win yeah probably not as impressive as it should be and we'll go oh that was close but it really wasn't 24 to 17 mm-hmm. so the giants or something like that
1: yeah
0: next so the up the giants officially
1: yeah. are a team that can control the sixth seed in the nfc by the yeah.
0: way yeah
1: but washington uh, are also a team that controls the seven seed
0: yeah So it's more mathematically possible that all four could make it than you think. Absolutely. They are in the the driving seat right now. Um, Five,
1: six, and seven are all in the NFC, are all controlled by NFC East teams.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Ouch. I think the Saints can still make the playoffs. I'm not sure. Probably not going to, though, so I'm not overly... Yeah, of course they can because, weirdly... I think everyone can still win the the NFC South. So they yeah. are eliminated if they lose. Yeah.
1: Or if they tie and Tampa Bay tie,
0: mm.
1: or if they tie and Tampa Bay win and a bunch of other teams win.
0: They've got a 2.2% <laughs> chance apparently of making, um, Oh, it's yeah. unlikely. Yeah. It's mathematically, it does exist. It <laughs> does, yeah. Uh, they The Saints are playing um, an Eagles team that it's in their best interest to beat the Saints to make sure the Saints get a rubbish draft pick, a, a, a better draft pick, because the Eagles have the Saints <laughs> draft pick. So the, the Eagles will want to win this one. Uh, I'd imagine Jalen Hurts is back for this one, um, simply because then, it, yeah, they, they, it means they come out of this one with a better draft pick, so so it's uh yeah alvin <laughs> kamara is still not in oh returns practice as a full participant apparently so that's okay. good okay so he'll play yeah I'd, I'd imagine so yeah uh doubtful to play uh play against uh saints is Jalen Hurts, but it's all right because gardner minchew is as interesting as ever uh, uh <laughs> big problem though uh lane johnson's out for the rest of the regular season and potentially some of the playoffs okay that
1: is a big deal.
0: It is a big deal, a big, but it was it was going to happen at some point because that's what happens with Lane Johnson, but um yeah. Lane Johnson's out for this one. Um for me, I like the Saints. I don't love the Saints. I think the Eagles even without Jalen Hurts have proven that they can be a problem for most teams. Yes. Um, I think they're going to absolutely demolish the Saints in this one. Um Mm. I think they are good in all the right areas to cause the Saints some serious problems. Um, so yeah, so this I'm going go, to the
1: yeah. they... This is the game where they can clinch a first round by. Absolutely, so you, you bet they will want to win this. Get out of dodge, bench yeah. everyone next week, take yeah. another week off, come back healthy.
0: I'm going to look at Tankathon and see what it means for the the, <laughs> the Eagles draft because well. Hang on, Tankathon. <laughs> um, just, I, I love stuff like this. This just <laughs> makes me laugh so much. Uh, so, yeah, they're six and nine. So, if the Saints lose uh, and the Panthers win, um, they can drop to, to the number eight pick and get drop within the top ten. Uh, they are currently t- currently at ten, so it's definitely in the Eagles' best interest to to win this game. Let me put it that way. So, yeah. It's
1: going to be a great draft to have a top ten pick in.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the, the Eagles' the top end's really good. You've got to <laughs> love the fact that the Lions, Seahawks, and Eagles, who have all done quite well so far this season, I uh, have all got top ten picks at the moment because uh, they've got picks from the the Broncos, Rams, and Saints. So
1: <laughs> that's quite
0: entertaining. There's also a chance that that the Texans end up with two picks in the top ten because they've got Cleveland's pick. Obviously from the for the Deshaun Watson trade as well. It is a bonkers draft potentially this year. So uh so yeah, this is very, very interesting. But but uh yeah. Definitely in the Eagles' best interest to win for, for a number of reasons. I think I'm gonna go for an Eagles win. Um
1: I am too. Thirty six ten.
0: Thirty six ten, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh I, I think even with Gardner Minchu and under center, I think they're gonna be fine. So yeah. yeah. Um next up then. Uh, we have Panthers at Buccaneers, a genuinely good game. Um, Carolina Panthers are one of the more entertaining teams in the league. I never thought I'd say that. With Sam Darnold at quarterback, I, I'm doubling down on my last sentence. Um, <laughs> they are the more interesting team up against a Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is currently, mm. I mean, they just Ugh. can't find any real form. Like consistency has been a problem for this Bucks team. And admittedly, they're without numerous offensive linemen, which make their life a lot easier. But it's just this Bucks team really seem to struggle.
1: Mm.
0: And they just haven't found, haven't found any kind of consistency whatsoever. Whereas this Panthers team under Steve Wilkes, who I think mm. definitely deserves a shot at the permanent job, with <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold, with a defense which is frankly terrifying, led by Brian Burns, one of the best pass rushers in the league at the moment, um, is, is causing some real problems, and I think they're going to cause problems for this Bucks team as well. I think mm. Brady's going to be forced to get rid of the ball incredibly quickly, um, yep. and it's not always going to work. And they're up against a Panthers team that's very efficient at moving the ball whilst making a ton of plays deep to the likes of Trace Marshall and um, DJ Moore. The Bucks could very well lose this game.
1: They've also found the ability to generate and sustain an effective running game, yes, which has really, really helped them. Yeah. Um, so, like you know, Tuba Hubbard last week, I think, it was well over 100 yards, um, and it's like they could put any one of their running backs in, and they will all of a sudden be able to gain decent yardage, decent yards per clip. Mm. Do you want to hear the special source for this game? The special playoff source here: Carolina are still alive.
0: Yes, they very much are. They could win the division.
1: They, they are, and actually, the only way they can be eliminated from winning the division and/or making the playoffs is if they lose. They, yeah. they literally, they, they do control their own destiny this week. If they win, they're still in, regardless of what everyone else does. Mm. And, and you know, to to go from sort of being where you were with Matt Rule all of a sudden right at the very end seeing you know a crack in the door light at the end of this tunnel that's quite a motivating factor
0: yeah you know yeah, it really is it's all
1: very well saying run the table with eight games to go but you know running the table with two games to go feels a lot more <laughs> cheap, doesn't it
0: yeah very much so yeah
1: <laughs> and in the nfc south that might be enough
0: <laughs> yeah it's the nfc south is just always crazy always crazy Um, I'm going to go for Panthers win Panthers are a hot hot team right now Um, Yeah. and Sam Darnold is playing good enough like I don't think he's going to someone will convince themselves next year that he has starting quarterback potential on the basis of like a fluke playoff win. That's my prediction now. Um, Someone will predict, will think he's the next Taylor Heineke, let me put it that way. Um, And he's still Sam Donald, but don't say it too loud. Um, Yeah. Panthers Mm -hmm. winning this one, I think a close game. I think the, the bucks kind of like get it together in the second half, which they they seem to either fall apart or get it together in the second half in in games. Mm -hmm. Uh, 24-17 twenty four seventeen to the Carolina Panthers for me, so yeah. yeah,, yeah, yeah,
1: also, this is the game where Tampa Bay could actually clinch the division they could, so you bet they'll sell the bed um, <laughs> sorry, will sorry Ryan,
0: yeah I, sorry, I think I think they're the biggest critics of the Tampa Bay buccaneers right now, if I'm honest with you I, so I think yeah, I shouldn't worry about it too much, uh next up, Cleveland Brown's visiting the washington commanders, Washington commanders, as we've already discussed could round out the wild card situation with entirely NFC East teams, which is hilarious really, mm. when you think about all the other teams that won't make the playoffs on the basis that the NFC East has just absolutely come in and dominated the situation. They're up against a Cleveland Browns team that I'm pretty certain are eliminated. Yes. There we go. Yes. Um which is fine because Deshaun Watson's a garbage person. Um and I, I just <laughs> in in general um it, it it just feels like it all collapsed when they started playing to sean watson which i think it, will it, only play into Jacoby Brissett's trade value or, or potential free agent value next year
1: i hate to say i told you so mm. um but i said it in august yeah, said it in September. Said it in October. When he comes back, that's a lot of rust. That's yeah. not like he's had a torn ACL. That's like he's been out of the game for two years. You know, he's not yeah. been in facility. That kind of thing. And 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 apparently, last game he proved that he passed the weather test, even though he completed fewer than half of his passes. Yeah, great job. Um, it's. It was underwhelming. It yeah. continues to be underwhelming. I don't. I don't think he'll be back to himself this season. I don't. No, I don't see it, either. especially with nothing to play for. No. And I think the Browns aren't one of those teams that are eliminated and are sort of, you know, we've got nothing to lose. Let's go for it. They're one of those teams that that, that it probably gets in their heads now. Yeah. Because of what they were a year ago, they yeah. just look back on past glory and think, oh no, it's fallen apart. And that kind of gets in their head. The
0: Commanders. Hmm.
1: Absolutely do. This. Carson Wentz is starting though.
0: Yes. Yeah, and we must is...
1: win playoff clinching scenarios. Carson Where have we heard this great.
0: before? <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a very good um, point. Um, I almost now want to take the Browns because of that reason, but I can't bring myself to do it. I think I think no, I can't either. I think the commanders have too much talent around Carson Wentz um, mm. for this not to be a, a fairly dominant commander's win. Uh, I'm going I'm going Commanders winning. Let's go twenty-eight to fourteen.
1: I'm going to go Commanders twenty-one to fourteen. Love it. Um quickly. Mm-hmm. The um what's 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 the the, the, the the four version of a trifecta? Is it a quadfecta?
0: I'm guessing so, yeah.
1: So the NFC East quadfecta will actually happen if the yeah. following occurs. Yeah. So if the Giants win. Yeah. And the Commanders win. Yeah. And Seattle lose, yeah. or tie. And Detroit lose, or tie. <laughs> and okay. Green Bay lose, or tie. If those three teams lose, or yeah. tie, they both get in.
0: And yeah. it's all
1: four teams are in.
0: And the entire NFC East is heading to the playoffs. It's so in the playoffs. You've got to love it. This week. And here's the thing. <laughs> they are probably the four teams that definitely deserve to be in the playoffs from the <laughs> NFC this year like with the exception of maybe Seattle and Detroit have been feisty over the last handful of games and
1: i want detroit in if detroit I do win as well. i yeah if detroit win then the giants have another week to to hmm. work it out um yeah. i don't think they they are eliminated if they both win i don't think they're eliminated yeah it just means that uh, it's another week but green bay detroit seattle but all have to lose for both teams to get in.
0: Yeah. Another team that's not technically eliminated is the Las Vegas Raiders, by the way. Um Yes. I mean they pretty much are. They're up against the Seattle Seahawks. They are now team. Yeah. Oh, it's the 49ers team, sorry, not against the Seahawks. Uh they're up against the Forty ers team that with Jarrett Stidham and the Forty ers team are red hot right now, even with Brock Purdy. I can only see this going one way personally. I think I think the Raiders are about to lose to the San Francisco 49ers, which is not They're gonna get run over. Down. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't ever go down well uh when they lose to the Niners. And especially when they lose to the Niners with Jared Stidham as their quarterback, which knocks them out of the playoffs. It's gonna smart a little bit.
1: The yeah. dynamic between Tim Brown and our very own Simon Brown, it's yep. going to be absolutely horrific on game day. They're going to be there's going to be lots of ha 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 laughing between them because they're such massive rivals of their teams mm. um and i think simon simon is going to be extra extra pleased with himself this week unfortunately i feel very sorry for the raiders
0: yeah yeah the, I, I unbearable i think is what what uh, he's been called before but um simon.
1: Oh, yeah. no surely not
0: <laughs>
1: um surely not
0: <laughs> i uh i think the niners are about to just absolutely dominate this game again so Different uh, pass. yeah 34 to 10 for the Niners for me. Yeah.
1: Niners, um, 37 to 10. I still don't believe in Brock Purdy. I refuse to, unless he lifts the Lombardi, in which case I might start believing. Imagine that. Imagine the look
0: on Brady's face as Mr. Irrelevant is the guy lifting the Lombardi.
1: Imagine the look on Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo's face. <laughs>
0: That's a very good point. It's a very good point.
1: Imagine the look. Imagine the look on John Lynch's face. Yeah. When he goes, well, this is embarrassing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't obviously, <laughs> but yeah. Um, it isn't it? Isn't It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jets at Seahawks. The Jets will have Mike White back in this one. Seahawks have. <sighs> Pulled their foot off the gas a bit. Both teams are trying to make the playoffs here. And both teams have a shot. I think the Jets come into this one as a slightly better put together team. And I think that might be the difference here. What do you think though?
1: Of all the game of all the teams that have punched above their perceived weight this year, yeah. the Jets are the ones that have looked the most sustainable. Absolutely. Um
0: especially with Mike White think- as well
1: yeah and that that gives them a little something i think this is going to be a really close game it's going to be fascinating and this is going to be going to be amazing um but i i am veering towards the jets in this one i think defensively they're going to have a lot they're going to want to make a point i'm going to be absolutely fascinated with source of dk Metcalf. that's going to be a fascinating one to watch
0: do we know tyler lockett's Um, back in this one just looking now where are you, both those
1: young corners and mm. how they how they play this weekend is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Tariq Woolen, Garrett Wilson, that's going to oh, be yeah. a really good matchup. Really too. good point, yeah. So you know, this is going to be a really good test of these three rookie corners to see what they how they really do in a really important game that that I think it, it, that has some real relevance, real real relevance for both teams. It's going to have a little bit bit extra, and these are the games where the genius will tend to happen. And I think mm. with Seattle Um I don't know. I, I'm just gonna quickly check what the, the clinching scenarios for Seattle are. Uh let's have
0: a look. Um uh, twenty-eight point three percent chance for starters. And yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I can't find anything they can't clinch this week, is the point, I think.
1: No, they can be eliminated if they lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh wait, actually no. If they lose, as long as the commanders lose, mm. it's fine. <laughs> they're still in. Just yeah, commanders um, so and the lions lose, the...
0: surely. Oh no, because they have they have the they have the, um, the tiebreaker over the lions. I think. Yeah, they
1: have the tiebreaker. So yeah, um, if Seattle lose and Washington win, they're eliminated. If they lose and Washington lose, they're still in. Mm. Or if Seattle lose and detroit win or green bay wins they're out as well if they lose but if they Mm -hmm. win they're still in they can still just they can still do it as long as they win yeah but lose or tie and it's not great because then they have to rely on a lot of other people doing them favors
0: yeah yeah, that's... Um, it was just in the palm of the hands. It just feels like just run out of petrol, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and that's a shame. It's a real, real shame.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: You see, the Jets are still in the running for, like, the, the seventh seed, along with every team ever. <laughs> so... I, I think their probabilities are all sort of they can be eliminated this week. They can't clinch. They can be eliminated. They can be eliminated if they don't win. Yeah. So if they lose, they're eliminated. If they tie and Miami wins, they're eliminated. If they tie and Miami lose, they're still in.
0: <laughs> I, I I say well what the chance of them tying and then they'll obviously then go and tie. So I will shut up. I, I think yeah. they're gonna win this one though. I think Mike White can lead them uh, in a close game, like a really, really tight game, 17 14 to the Jets, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go 24 17. And game of the week is potentially Mike White versus Geno
0: Smith. Yeah, bonkers. um Next up, the next game has playoff implications, and the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers, are looking to just catapult themselves with a, some late success into the playoffs uh they're up against a vikings team that is also after a win because they're trying to clinch the number 1 overall pick no the uh the the um first round bye which is incredibly difficult and you do wonder whether the vikings might take their foot off the gas a little bit but maybe they don't want to face aaron rodgers and the green bay packers in the playoffs again maybe this is a chance to actually just kind of step on their neck a little bit um Christian Watson's out for this one I think which is massive for the Green Mm. Bay Packers I'm just double checking that one now he's been outstanding yeah Christian Watson is questionable to play so if he does play then it makes a massive difference and it really does help this offense kind of take along gives them an extra dimension that they just weren't didn't have in the first half of the season Hmm. um the Packers do look better there's no no question there um And I think Aaron Rodgers has looked better as well as the season's gone on. Uh, Really, really interesting game because the Vikings, what the Vikings can do on offense with the run game, with a certain number 18 as well, um, might just be too much for the Packers to keep up with. Their defense hasn't been anywhere near as good as they've needed it to be. Mm. It's a strange one because I could see the Packers nicking this one. I just, I just can't. I think if I was to bet money on it, I'd still go with the Vikings. Do you reckon?
1: Don't tell me
0: that hmm. week one
1: didn't sting. It didn't really sting. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers and it really stuck in their craw, and it's not been in LaFleur's head all season long. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to look to do a much better job. The problem is that losing Christian Watson is more of a body blow to that offense than you would have first thought. Mm. Um, he opens up so much more in the passing game for them and and Aaron Rogers seems to kind of trust him.
0: Yeah. Which is a Um, massive deal. Like it, it makes all the difference.
1: Exactly. How the Green Bay defense responds to what the Vikings were able to do to them in the last game and how they can account for that is absolutely critical. Mm. So if the Vikings want to take advantage of static looks by moving Justin Jefferson around and getting matchups versus players they want because the number one corner isn't locking down, you know? Jair Alexander got a lot of un- undeserved heat after that game. Yeah. Because Justin Jefferson absolutely torched the Green Bay defense. But he didn't torch Jair Alexander. They just no, moved just... him around so yeah. that he had favorable
0: matchups. And and you know he he is Justin Jefferson Justin he Jefferson. is on fire at the moment as well. Uh 200 he yards play of... another snap. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say 200 he yards play away another snap from... this year. Yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you you go ahead. You uh, go. If, ahead. He didn't pl- yeah. <laughs> if he didn't play another snap this season, yeah, he would still average for the first three years of his career one hundred and two catches a season of more than fifteen hundred yards.
0: He he could As average. He could beat the Viking single season record. I think this year, for a receiver,
1: it's the Viking single season record for receptions is yeah. one hundred and twenty two passes.
0: Yes, and... which was
1: done back to back by Chris Carter in back to back seasons
0: yeah, I was about to say the Vikings have had some pretty good receivers on their team as well. So yeah, <laughs> they have. Yeah. So it's, um, it, it is Justin Jefferson's outstanding, uh, single-handedly could be the difference in this game. Um, mm. like he makes such a difference. If you're worried about Justin Jefferson, then your weak part, uh, run, run defense all of a sudden gets weaker because you're worried about Justin Jefferson. Um, I, I think I'm going to go for the Vikings in this one. Like, I, I could definitely see the Packers turning it round, and they definitely have. By the way, like what they've achieved in the last few games is valiant. I just think the Vikings kind of like finally put them out of their misery a little bit this week.
1: I would say so too. I mm. also think that T.J. Hopkinson is now finding his feet, and we are on course for the the passing
0: game being really hot. Absolutely, completely agree. So, yeah, Vikings wins all round then, although I could definitely see the Packers yeah. taking it. Uh, oof, next up, Rams at Chargers. Uh, the Chargers have clinched. Like, they seem to come from nowhere, from being an incredibly disappointing <laughs> team to being like, a, yeah, no, we're in the playoffs. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, no worries. Um, Chargers have been pretty good in the last few games. The Rams have been pretty good in the last few games, but the Rams obviously are... Eliminated from the playoffs, so haven't got much to play for. Baker Mayfield's playing the best football he has for the last three years, I'd say. Um, and that could cause a problem for the Chargers, but the Chargers I think have I say have found the feet, looking pretty damn good at the moment. How'd you see this one go? Chargers they are at are home. Still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They are still eight. I mean, you know, what yeah, you say potato, I say sofa. Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> Sorry, terrible. Um, <laughs> the Chargers, it's wonderful that they've clinched. Hmm. Very pleased for them. And, you know, it's brilliant for Justin Herbert and, and all of that. And having Mike Williams back and Keenan Allen back has been absolutely instrumental in that. They're starting to look much better. They're still flawed. They're yeah. still a flawed team. And they, they do recall winning a game in the playoffs and then, then leaving. Yeah for me, but I think they should be very, very pleased with the way that at the last minute, they've got all their players back and managed to make a surge. And I think they should be very proud. And I think it's a real testament to Justin Herbert. This whole season is, if yeah. you wanted the ultimate proof that Justin Herbert's for real, if the sheer amount of turmoil and turbulence, he's had to navigate as a quarterback. Yeah. Agreed. He's done an incredible job.
0: I, I just um, find it hilarious that four weeks yeah. ago, people were saying he's not better than Tua. Right. All right. <laughs> sure thing.
1: He's doing the stuff in his third season. Yeah. That is in the same kind of, um, from a poise mm. and level headedness standpoint that Joe Burrow did his rookie year. Yeah. That kind of thing where, you know, you turn up some weeks and you've got nothing. Yeah. But you're still enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. That. Yeah. And so that's exactly what you needed to see from Justin Herbert. And he's got nothing to prove to me. Nothing to prove to me. I'm convinced he'll be really good. The rest of the I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Um, I think they're definitely good enough to win this game. Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: I kind of think we are due a Baker Mayfield coming back down to earth game as well. Um, yes, I think we are. Like, don't get me wrong. I I think there's a very good chance that Baker Mayfield might be the starting quarterback for the Rams next year, but um, I, I think at some point it will he it gets found out a little bit. I'm going to go for a Chargers win. I think Justin Herbert, as you say, is with his weapons coming back, looks so much better. Um, let's go yeah, Chargers okay. winning twenty eight to twenty one no nah, i'm probably, it's probably a bit probably 28 to 17.
1: yeah i'm gonna go charges 34 rams 20.
0: yeah two games left steelers or ravens don't really want to spend too long on this one the steelers come into this game uh have they been eliminated not technically eliminated <laughs> they just won't die they won't but I, I think there's a very real opportunity for the steelers to come in and pick up basically they're fighting for mike tomlin's record of never having a losing season now they're seven and eight If they win the next two games then that record continues and it's a stupid record but at the same time it's one of those things that is is quite cool to actually be able to say um i think yeah kenny pickett's available in this one um and in, Lamar Jackson is definitely out, so we are looking for more Hundley in this one as well, um, which kind of evens the score a little bit and makes me wonder if the Steelers have a little bit of the upper hand in this one. Um, um, I think Roquan Smith is probably the ultimate foil for what Matt Canada wants to do on offense. That would be the one thing I would say. Um, he's been playing outstanding football. Um, he
1: has him and Patrick Queen there appears to be some kind of symbiotic thing happening yeah absolutely they're both
0: both force multipliers of one another so so the question is do you think that's enough to keep the Ravens in this game (laughs) that's where I'm at as well
1: so is Pickett starting
0: Mm -hmm. I think so I think so. I don't think it's Trubisky. Let's have a look. Kenny Pickett. It's like it knows. Uh, news. Yeah. Yeah, Pickett. Yeah, it looks like Pickett's. Okay. But fine, yeah.
1: So the implications for this game are quite big, actually. And Kenny has an opportunity to, to, to do some damage here. So... um Pittsburgh, if they win, they are not eliminated. Mm. That's all they need to do, just win, and they can still make it. Yeah. If Baltimore lose, they are still in with a shot as long as the Bengals don't win. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the AFC North, I mm. don't know if it's going to get resolved this week, Um I feel like it's two amazing coaches who yeah. have to make chicken salad
0: uh, chicken poop with
1: yeah or out of date corn strips
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, that's fair
1: Um, yeah and I think it's going to be really really interesting to see I think the defenses will decide this one yeah which defense is able to affect the other offense the most Um, I feel like if Kenny Pickett is starting that the offense is limited enough explosively that everything has to go right for them
0: yeah I agree
1: and sadly enough that might be the thing that actually is their undoing I'm going to go for a Baltimore win
0: yeah. I, I um it's on the athletic they're always talking about cheat codes. I think the Ravens have more cheat codes to win this game than the Steelers have.
1: Yeah. I would uh, I, I would agree.
0: Yeah, I think the Ravens have easier ways to actually win this game than the Steelers do. It doesn't mean the Steelers can't win this one. I just think they have more easy buttons to press. Um and that, that can get them past this game. So yeah, I think the Ravens yeah. win this one. Which sets up a fantastic game potentially against the Bengals next week as well. <laughs> so
1: mm yes
0: so yeah i'm gonna go for a ravens win i think it's gonna be close 17 to 14
1: yeah i'm gonna go 9-6 to the
0: ravens oh wow <laughs> it's
1: gonna <to> be bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> this next game's not though 12 and 3 bills no. uh, are traveling to the 11 and 4 cincinnati bengals can the bengals steal the number one pick from this one i'm guessing they can cincinnati the bengals pick. that would be greedy not the number one. Um, <laughs> I've been saying that all night. The uh, over number one spot.
1: They would, if they were to win, they would yeah. be, they would have the same record as Buffalo, 12 and four.
0: Yeah. And have the head to head. And their
1: conference record would, would be eight and three.
0: Yeah. What's they would Buffalos. both have the
1: same conference record and the same overall record. Yeah. But obviously, Cincy would win the head to head.
0: Yeah. And then. So they
1: can literally nick a first round by. Yeah. By winning
0: crazy isn't it and then then obviously All the
1: stands in their way
0: yeah <laughs> is this is one of the best teams in the league um and <laughs> yeah also a chiefs team that will probably beat the denver broncos as well thinking about it <laughs> yeah so like it's so it's, it's kind of redundant yeah yeah um i do like this Bengals team and they've been getting hot at the right time and If they come out of this one winning this one, I'm not going to be overly surprised.
1: Mm.
0: I kind of trust what Josh Allen's doing with the Bills offense. I I just think it's slightly higher powered. Don't get me wrong. I'm perfectly willing to accept that I might be very wrong on this one because the Bengals have obviously have a history of upsetting some of these high octane offenses. Mm. Lou Amaruno is putting in a Blinder this season as well. Uh carrying on from what he was doing at the end of last season. Um and could have a game plan completely ready to shut down what the Buffalo Bills are doing. And then the Buffalo Would it Bills probably
1: be something quite similar to the approach they took with Mahomes. Yeah. In that sort of family.
0: Oh, it does it does make me wonder. It really does. Oh, And then then it comes down to Buffalo Bills' defence against what the Bengals are doing on offence. Bills' defence is really, really good. Bills' defence is very good at slowing down what they might be doing in the run game, the short passing game as well. This is a really close one. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. What do you reckon? So,
1: what is the health status of the Buffalo Bills two starting corners?
0: Uh, That's a really good point. Um. Okay, so Jordan Poyer didn't practice for starters. Not one of their starting cornerbacks. Okay. But yeah, I'm just looking now. But yeah,
1: he 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 is a pivotal part of that defense. Yeah. from an organizational coverage standpoint, yeah, it's crucial and critical.
0: Uh, weakness at cornerback. Yeah, poiam does make a massive difference. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Travis White healthy?
0: He is, isn't he?
1: Okay, that's fine. That's something.
0: I'm just looking now. Travius White. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Travius White's all the way back. Does make a difference, doesn't it? You need it really
1: does. To... I'm
0: I'm 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 trusting Josh Allen. I'm gonna go for Buffalo Bills. Um I think this is gonna be an absolute barnstormer though. Uh thirty four to thirty one to the Bills. Mm. I also have faith in Joe Burrow, I want to stress that.
1: I If I the more I think about the bills, the more I think I, I I still can't beat these niggling doubts in my head about all the things that aren't quite as good as you would like. This is the true. The running game, the pass protecting offensive line.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, wide receiver depth beyond Gabe Davis. Um. And then. On defense how if they don't get pressure, they don't perform as well. There's just so much. Also, at this precise moment, Stefan Diggs was a do not participate today in practice due to an illness. No, no, he's a full participant today, so he appears to be fine. Game status is as yet unspecified. Um, But There's a bunch of guys who are limited as well. Dawson Knox, limited prime practice today. Matt Milano, limited in practice. Jordan Phillips, limited in practice. Jordan Poy did not participate, as we've discussed. Josh Allen still has an injury designation for his right elbow as well. Boogie Basham also was a limited participant in practice. So they're banged up a bit. Obviously, Lyle Collins is not playing for the Bengals, which mm-hmm. is a massive deal. I was about to say. Um, Identity is going back banged in up.
0: by the looks of things.
1: Yeah, Um, but it looks like DJ Reader will be good to go he was absent from practice today but for a personal issue Uh, he's
0: he's been Um, outstanding this season as well
1: so for me if I'm honest I think the Bengals are a better team
0: I was wondering that
1: I just think they're a bit better the team is better
0: I think they have got a better offensive line. I think their wide receivers are better. I think Joe Burrow is probably not as good a quarterback, but he's still very, 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 very good. And then on defense, you've got players like DJ Reader. You've got a secondary that's doing quite well as well. Just in general, you've got a very, very good defense that is going to cause problems. I'm still going for the Bills.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm probably going to get a ruse doing this, but I'm going to pick the Bengals. So I'm going to pick the Bengal. You won't, because uh, I, I dare say actually, someone else
0: will. <laughs> but yeah.
1: This will be thrilling. Yeah. This will be epic. This will be bonkers as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Bengals 44, yeah. Bills 38.
0: And there we have it. Finishing on an absolute high this week. Monday Night Football, the last Monday Night Football of the season, could be really, really good. Um it's Two of the best teams in the league right now. Um, And they're both in the AFC, surprisingly, as predicted. One thing that went right is that the the best teams do seem to be the AFC, apart from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Week 17, predicted. Uh, If you want to contact us, tell us where we got wrong, you know, before the game. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) It's just at Gridiron Gents. Or you can email us hellochaps at gridirongentleman.com. I would suggest coming to join the Discord. It's just the pin tweets on our Twitter accounts. We are having a lot of fun, having a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about football, and we'd love for you to join us. James, thank you for joining us tonight. I know it's been very stressful yeah. for the last, however long. It's
1: fine. Yeah, we're over the worst of it, and now we're into the really good bit, which is absolutely weird. definitely dreams are made or crushed.
0: <laughs> exactly. Playoffs. I'm just trying to win a game. Anyway, with that, <laughs> um, we are going to go. And we're back next week to discuss week 18. Thank you for joining us and goodbye. Goodbye.